0: Today's share of Mishnah Yomi is Daf Tes Omid Aleph in the second volume of Mishnabu. And we are beginning a brand new simon, Kuf Ayin Zayin, which deals with a very, very important subject dealing with various foods that are part of the meal. Or not considered part of the meal in terms of do they need their own bracha? And let us begin. Sif Aleph. The Mechaber says, Dvarm Habarm beto things that come as part of the meal. So in him, Dvarim Habarim Machmasuda, if they're actually part of the meal, they're coming because of the meal. What does that mean? Lichboa suwa they're normally considered something that you establish your meal on, so to say. And they come to accompany the bread. So then, these are examples, kegom basar, vedogim, you have meat or fish, baits and eggs, v'irakus vegetables, ukvina, cheese, vedaisa, various types of porridge or oatmeal, or miney meluchim, or all salty dishes. All of these things are really coming to be your meal. And they're coming with the bread to be the meal. Even if you eat them without actually having a slice of bread with them, you made of course hamotzi beforehand, but now you're not actually eating them with bread, you have a piece of hamburger and you don't have bread with it right now, you don't have to make a separate bracha in front of them. The birchas hamotzi potrosin and the bracha that you made hamotzi on the bread beforehand, even if you're not eating bread with them now, exempts them from having their own separate bracha. Now let's understand this a very important statement. So the Mishnah Brua in Sivkart Aleph, writes, the Daisa, this is Daisa, this porridge over here, Avshov, even though it's very thick, has been You normally don't eat it with bread. It's like eating bread with bread. You don't have porridge with bread. The when it's eaten by itself. Nevertheless, McComalkum since Kiva Lasbia, it's coming there to satisfy, to satiate you. This is the meal, the Sla Pas, and it's considered part of the meal, and therefore it's toffled to the bread, and it's exempted by the bracha that you made hamotzi on the bread. And likewise, and this would be true for any cooked dish, horogilin and olu soh su pasta comes as part of the meal. So these are all exempted, and this is brought down in the rush. The in of one brings down, we already discussed this, lagabi pirurim, the bread crumbs that we had earlier that were put together with some sort of a honey dish or some other soup dish, but they're exempted as well with the bracha hamotzi. And in Silkarton base, the Mishabur continues and he says the given tomid lafis is the pas. These are normally things that are coming to accompany the meal. Miikorasu to him, they're considered part of the meal. The niffalun pass and they're totally subordinate to the pas. The yeshivut number two brings down mashben shatam sheshar machol b'tzum mibracha, who machol shem tefillin It seems that this is the reason of here because they're subordinate to the bread. However, the yerach hashulchan brings another reason, and he says sheneftarim bebirchasamotzi atzma. The reason why they're exempted by the bracha b'amotzi, the name shem bam l'shem achilu sviyah, because they're coming there to be eaten as part of the meal to satiate you and they are the su'uda and therefore the bread goes and exempts them from requiring their own bracha rishonah Chavetz Chaim bir Halacha adds on he brings them from Tosus and Tamidah Rabbeinu Yonah and the Rosh These are true for even things that normally aren't eaten with bread but they're coming as part of the meal and they're coming to satiate you not for a dessert or a sweetener therefore they're also included over here as part of the su'udah and the Mechaber really meant that as well, and therefore the Hamotzi at the beginning of the meal can exempt all of these things from having its own bracha. Now, Sivkat and Gimel says, Potrosim, the bread, exempts them, the person doesn't want to have any additional bread. He's just going to wash so he doesn't have to make any other brachas at the beginning. So then, Kosvach Ronim, he brings down the name of the Magin Avra. In that situation, where you're just so to say washing on bread, and then so you don't have to make any other brachos, it's not clear that the bread can work that way. You can't say in that situation that they're subordinate to the bread because you don't want to eat bread. And therefore, so this is especially true if you have less than a kizais. The person has less than a kizayis, so then how can you say that they're really nitzvah to the pas? They're not. There's a big problem when people go, uh, let's say a wedding or a big suda, and they wash, and they have just one of those little pieces of challah that's uh, very, very small, it's less than a kezayis, then they don't have any other bread the rest of the meal, and then they eat all the or they eat all the other items without making a separate brach on each item, because they assume the bread exempted it, they made hamotzi, but if you only ate less than a kezayis, so then the bread can't exempt it. Olay the Mishnah further says keep the dereholam lik boasuda la paz however since the people normally do establish the meal on bread, maybe Maybe the bread would exempt them, in fact, from having to make any other bracha. So this is a suffix, the Mishnah Baruch says. And therefore, he suggests, if you're only having bread here to, quote, exempt the other things from the meal, better not to have bread in that situation and go and make a separate bracha on each and every other item, rather than having a little bit of bread, less than a kezayis, and take the chance that you're uh, exempting them, when you may not be. However, he says, On Shabbos yontav, it's different. When there's a mitzvah, then to definitely have at least a kezai pass. others will eat more than that, even a kibetzah, that's considered definitely significant, the naswa kol and everything then is definitely subordinate to the bread that you're having. Now, there are a couple of important footnotes over here. Number three brings down, if you have little bits of bread or croutons that you're putting into soup. So he says, your real purpose is the soup, not for the croutons. So then Ravosna Zatsal brings down that the soup is not tofu to the bread. Now you have to make hamotzi on the croutons, they're bread. So you still have to make hamotzi on those pieces of bread. We're talking here, of course, bread croutons, not talking about mandos that are amazonos. So we're talking real about bread that is a crouton. So even though your purpose over here is to make the soup tastier, you have to make a separate hamotzi, ravozna says, on the bread, and then you make a shahakal on the soup. Very interesting thing. Yeshua Futta 4 brings down, if you wait less than Kizayis, so the Sheilu Tetruvus or brings down, If you wish, have all the other things before the bread, because the bread's not really going to exempt it, and they all require their own bracha. It's not called the bracha Sheenotricha. Yes, they we brought down that you really should have the bread first if you're going to have other items as part of the meal. Don't eat them before the bread, they have a separate bracha, that's the bracha tricha. But here, since the bread doesn't exempt them, you can have these items before the bread and make a separate bracha on them. There's your foot number 4, brings down, it is certainly preferable if a person can eat more than a kizayis, as we'll see in simon, you should ideally try to eat even a kezayis, which is either 2 or 3 kezayis, because less than that might be considered a transient type of a meal, and then you run into this question, can it exempt it? you certainly should have at least the kizais and preferably more, in order to get around the concern that the Mishnah brought. And again, if people are only just having one of those little, uh, very, very tiny little pieces of cut-up bread that they put out by the washing stations, that definitely is a real problem, and a person mistakenly thinks he's allowed to eat all the other things without making a bracha vishona, that is definitely a mistake. The issue foot number six brings down from Rechayim Scheinberg's On Shabbos, there's a mitzvah, there's a mitzvah, tea bread. On Shabbos, you're not just doing it to exempt all the other things from, the, from the, having to make a bracha. And therefore, on Shabbos, or Yontiv, definitely bracha. If you had bread, you washed on Lecha Mishnah, so then, even though you only had a little bit, so then it can exempt all the other things that are brought. Again, you certainly should always have on Shabbos, at least the Kazayas, of not worth of bread. Now the continues. That was the Bracha rishona. What about the Bracha achrona? So he says all of these things, the low you don't have to make a separate Bracha Achronah after all of these things that are coming as part of the Suda, the Bircha Samoson potroson. They will be exempted by the Bircha Samoson that you're making. However, if it's something that is not part of the standard meal, which of course will be very dependent, as we'll see, on different societies and different times and places, which why this is a very controversial uh, sif in halacha lemaisa. So, if something is not a standard part of the meal, and it doesn't come as part of the meal, the opposite of what we just said in the first scenario of the mechaber over here, but it's something that is not a standard part of the meal. You don't establish your meal on this. It doesn't come to accompany the bread. What are examples of this? So the times of the mechaber can go into anim. If you have over here figs, you have anovim, you have grapes, or other types of fruit. And the Ramah airs over here, look in simen kuf which the Mr. Brewer tells us in Siv and Vav, the Shomnis sudoso. This is the dinam over there of paskobikisten that you might eat in the middle of the meal, a pie-filled pastry. So uh, these halachas have been discussed previously in simen kuf samaches. So back to the Machaber now. So, Im mean, ochel all of these things below pas, if you eat them without bread, all of these various fruits, the figs, the grapes, the other fruits... You eat them without bread, to unim of nam. You have to make a separate brachal rishonah, or a or burpria eights, on all of these fruits, even though they're after the hamotzi, and you have them in the middle of the meal. The birchas hamotzi ain't no potrosum because the hamotzi doesn't exempt them the because they're not an essential part of the meal. They're not a standard part of the meal. However, They do not require a separate bracha after the meal. Why? Because they do come as part of the meal to a certain extent, and therefore benching We'll exempt them. They don't require their own separate brachachrona. We'll explain why this is the case when we now go through the Mishtabruah and some of the Jewish footnotes. So we go to Mishtabruah, Sivkat and Dalit. And Mishtabruah explains, this din, the fruits, the chain called dava shibor rak l'kinuach, something that's just to clean up the mouth, so to say, like a dessert, the lo and not to come and satiate a person as part of the meal. And the Mishnaburah says further, And if these things were around physically at the time that you said ha And even if they're cooked, they're not raw fruits over here, and In the time of the Mishnaburah, the eating of such fruits in the middle of the meal would require a separate bore priya, etz. Because they weren't considered a standard part of the meal, and therefore they weren't part of, accompanied to the bread, and therefore they required their own separate bracha. Now, this what number seven brings down. What about something like ice cream? So, Revoznu Zatzal and the Sheva Levi brings down, you have to make a separate bracha on ice cream at the end of the meal, because it's brought there for a dessert, and it's not brought as part of the satiating part of the meal. And this is the opinion of a Yashiv as well, as well as Shlomo Zalman Zatzal. However, in regards to something like ices, so the Oral Tzion, Shu's Olatzion brings down that these types of of foods, or desserts, are really frozen liquids, and therefore they are exempted. But he agrees that something like ice cream would not be exempted. And the dear Shafutno continues and brings down from the Shaloh, achai derecha olam v'lo You go by what is the normal status for that community, or that type of eating in those days, and not by what an individual may say. So, for example, if they bring out fruits in the middle of the meal, you have to make a separate bracha on them, even though this person says, I'm eating it, let's say, I'm eating it to fool myself up. And likewise, if a person brings out fish or meat, and he says, I'm only doing this to have a nice sweet taste in my mouth, so then he is also, his is to the other people's opinion, and he wouldn't make a separate bracha on it. The number eight brings down, This is true even if you ate it right immediately after you made that motzi. For example, if the four-spice, if the first dish, the opening, the appetizer is a fruit dish, so the Shevet Alevi brings down, and You have to make a separate bracha, Bore Priya 8, on this fruit dish that they open up the meal with, because it's not considered part of the meal. And that's not really there for the purpose in general according to Ravosner, to go and increase your appetite so you have a good meal. And there's the opinion of Shlomo Zaman as well, who says that these are uh, sweetness to give you a sweet taste in your mouth and not to satiate. And therefore, they hold that you do have to make a separate bracha on them. Sheilu or Orlitzium brings down the same opinion. However, <speaking in> Reveni <Hebrew> Karolitz brings down Shlita She'ein Levar You don't have to make a separate bracha because this is considered the standard part of the meal. And in fact, if you look back on Simon Kuf Ayin Dalit, Siv Kotlin and footnote number 43. So they bring down as well, the Hagos. So he brings down so Eilev You don't have to make a separate bracha on these because they're considered nowadays part of the standard meal. But he says, if you want to be machmer, so go make a bracha on them beforehand, before you have the washing. And in this way, you get around the smach locus. So, you see that this is truly dependent to a certain extent on what is considered the standard meal. And you have these very disparate opinions over here as to whether you do or you do not need to make a separate bracha. Continuing the Mishnah Bura, and he says, even if these fruits that you have are mixed with meat, he brings down the name of various Achronim in the Chavetz uh, Chaim and the Sharatzion Yon He brings down the Morgan Abraham, the Graz, the Derech HaChaim over here as well. They all say that you have to make a separate bracha. The ain haperos because the fruit doesn't become subordinate to the meat, not like the opinion who not like the chayodim, because of the peros Gabi that the fruit is considered subordinate to the meat. He re, the brings down from this sefer. He also says you shouldn't make a bracha like the chayodim. However, he gives a different reason. The cost of tamachib is there. Why? When you're cooking the fruit and the meat together, oim shumon udvash. You're making some sort of a fatty dish over here with honey. You make some sort of a, a concoction over here. apple tzimis, what we would call some sort of an apple pudding. Ome agasim shikoren or some other fruit dish over here. karin mazun ulusuda. They are brought nowadays as part of the meal. When a person has an apple pudding as a side dish over here, or has simis as a side dish, we all consider that a normal side dish as part of the meal. Nobody's saying that that's something unique that you're just using to sweeten your mouth. And therefore, It doesn't come like as a dessert or as a sweet dish, like it may have done in days before. Elevatoris Tavshil is coming as part of the cooked dish for the meal. Kishar tashil and Shinasimilefisviarak, as a, a, like similar to all the other things that accompany the bread. And one would not need to make a separate bracha on these things nowadays. Dish of foot number nine brings down that all the mice that you have during the meal have the same halakhic status. And they come as part of the meal, even if they're filled with fruits and puddings and things like that, they all would not require a separate bracha in the middle of the meal. Mishabur concludes, and he says, If one wants to get around any suffolk in this situation, If you want to have tzimis over here with actual fruits inside of it that are cooked, best thing he suggests is, Have an apple, a raw apple or something like that, which definitely is not considered part of the meal, and that you definitely have to go make a separate bracha on, and therefore you'll exempt the tzimis or whatever other type of cooked fruit dishes over here that you have, and this way you'll be out of the suffix. Then anlo Prichai, if he doesn't have any raw fruit that he can make a brach of a So then make sure you have the beginning and end of it, at least with a piece of bread. And he says, Ayin Shom, look over there further, and they say for for his further discussion. The Mishnah then says, But this is different when they bring out some cooked some cooked fruits at the end of the meal, Kompat what we call kompat, the einzer ball and That's not coming as part of the meal. Rakli the that you do have to make a separate bracha on. However, he brings down over here in D'ishu Foot Number Seven from Rishdorimch again the Tzuris and Hagos. He says that nowadays it's different, and he brings actual proof from various people that the Chavitz Chaim himself didn't hold like this any longer later in his life. Look in D'ishu Foot Number Eleven for more detail about this. Again, as I mentioned, this remains a very controversial area in halacha and every person should ask their own Rav what is the appropriate halacha what they should do for these various items that are brought out in the middle of the meal, as well as for desserts. Just one quick point, illustrative how complicated this is. The opinion of the Chazonish, as well as Rav Shlomo Zaman, was that you do make a separate bracha on the kompot that is brought out at the end of the meal, whereas Rav Sternbuch brings down that the Chavez Chaim himself did not make a bracha on the Komput brought out at the end of the meal which was also the opinion of Rav Yitzhak Zayev Soloveitchik, the Dabritskarov, married to Yisrael, who also did not make a bracha. To complicate matters even further, it's brought down by the son-in-law of the Chovetz Chaim, Rav Mendozak, Satsal, who was a Rosh Yeshiva at Yeshiva University, and he brings down the name of his father-in-law, the Chovetz Chaim, Shadato Note Shetzorach His own personal thought on the subject was that you should make a bracha, however, Avshahoyenireh, Shuatsma Lobirech, but he himself, Lamaisa did not make a bracha. Very complicated sugya indeed. Now we go to sift and hay in the Mishnah The homini Who The same thing would apply to various types of chazeres, which would be lettuce or kishu and various types of gourds or cucumbers, uh cucumbers or uh, pickles, high that are raw, or or butzel or radishes or onions. So the way that they had their meals, whether these were not considered part of the standard meals, and we would be shocked at this, but they would make a bracha bar priad on these things when they were brought out in the middle of the meal. And the Yeshiva number 12, however, comments that nowadays, that this is considered a regular standard part of the meal, so Rav Pinchas Sheinberg, Zatzal, as well as the opinion of Rav Nissen Karla, and as well Rosh Al-Muzalman, Zatzal, all said that Yerakos like this that come in the middle of the meal do not require a separate bracha. Rav Pinchas Mishnaburah, in those days, a hundred years ago, when the Mishnaburah lived, these were not part of the regular meal, and therefore a separate bracha was in fact mandated. Mishibur continues and he writes, But if you have these types of vegetables, that you have them with the meat, then they are considered, They are considered tofu to the bosser, the bosser is to the lechem, and brought down by the primogod, and therefore they don't require a separate bracha. We already did Sivkat and Vav, so we go to Sivkat and Potrosum. They don't require a separate bracha chrona, but they can be exempted by the benching. So he says, In regards to the bracha chrona, they are tofu to the bread, and and the benching that the bread will require they can exempt them because you're going to make ultimately the bracha of benching so that can incorporate everything that was taken beforehand and this foot number 14 explains why bracha is not exempted by the bread but the bracha achrona is so he brings down from the shevet ha in the name of the lachila. since ultimately they all do help a little bit in the meal and they're considered included in the gedder of mazon, so therefore they are considered part of the meal, and therefore they can be exempted by benching. And he brings down the name of the shakimish, machol and el Suda, they're eaten also at the same time as the Suda, and they're mixed up in your stomach and your intestines at the same time, so therefore it is considered part of the meal, in that respect, and benching can potter it. That concludes today's shir.